Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast, where you can find a new episode released every Thrive Thursday. I am a current clinical psychology graduate student, passionate about all things to do with mental health, relationships, healing, self-reflection, and other topics that influence us in our everyday lives. I created this podcast to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life and to share insightful and honest conversations with everyday individuals and informed professionals. Although the show is not a replacement for therapy, I hope the conversations had can inspire you to look within, to practice self-compassion, to gain more awareness, and to trust the process of your unique journey. If you resonate with the message of Trust and Thrive, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. You can also stay connected by following me on Instagram at Trust and Thrive. Thank you for being here. Now let's get right into this week's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Trust and Thrive. I'm your host, Tara Mott. And happy Valentine's week. I know Valentine's Day has passed, but... I love celebrating love, whatever that looks like, whether you have a partner, celebrating friendships, family, relationships, whatever it may be, love is seen in many different forms. And so I'm sending love to anyone who maybe is not feeling the love or hasn't felt the love this week or recently. I hope you know you are not alone and you are so loved, even even when it doesn't feel like it and you you truly matter. And I'm just glad you're here. So last week, I know I posted a guest episode. This week, I am recording a solo episode. So it's just me and you today. So today, I wanted to actually talk about, in honor of Valentine's week, to talk about relationships, my romantic relationships specifically. Obviously, there are certain boundaries that I have for myself and what I want to share and privacy of just other individuals. But I do want to share feelings that have come up for me and my experience within my relationship. So I wanted to talk about the topic of boundaries in relationships. And it can be any type of relationship. But for me, I'm going to talk about my romantic relationship, what that has looked like for me, and the process that I've been through in learning my needs and being able to communicate those. So to get into this topic, I kind of want to just explore what it can feel like to enter a relationship as a people pleaser. And of once again, this is only my experience. I'm only sharing my experience. This is not me saying that this is how all people pleasers will feel in relationships or how all people pleasers act. In addition, this is not therapy or a placement for therapy. I'm simply sharing my own experience. I'm also not a licensed professional yet, so that is also something to keep in mind. And I know I say that a lot, but I really do mean it because it's very easy to get persuaded by what we hear online and also take that in as fact. And that's one experience, but I just hope we can all keep a critical lens and remember that one person's experience is their experience and not everyone else's. So that being said, I have been with my partner for over seven years now. And when I think back on entering the relationship a lot younger, obviously, and not knowing as much about myself, I was at the peak of my people-pleasing ways. I was finishing up my undergrad experience almost, and I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my life. And so much of who I was was really shaped by other people's perceptions 
and expectations. And so even then I thought, oh, I'm going to work in entertainment or I'm going to work in the music industry or whatever I'm going to do in marketing, whatever it may be. I didn't know what I wanted. And and I remember now even looking back as I've been learning more about myself, thinking like, okay, obviously I was very focused on how others perceived me and being liked and being approved. And, and that had to do with my career choice and the moves I made. But that also had to do with my relationship in many ways. Because of course, I loved my partner and I cared for him then. I care for him more even now, obviously. But at the time, I didn't even realize that I was, and it's interesting because I look back and at the time, I remember there were many hard moments because in relationships, no matter what, you are faced with your needs, whether or not you know what your needs are. And for me, a lot of my childhood wounds came up and a lot of things that I didn't think would bother me. I remember before when I was a lot younger, before ever being in a relationship, I thought, oh, this wouldn't bother me or my partner could do this and that wouldn't bother me or this and that. But it's so different, at least for me, it was so different once I had experienced what that was like to realize, oh, maybe I'm not comfortable with them saying this or doing this or responding to this or not responding to this, whatever it may be, things that I thought wouldn't bother me when I hadn't experienced it. But once I was in it, I was like, oh my gosh, like so many of my insecurities and wounds and triggers are coming up that I didn't even realize I had, whether it's from my childhood or from just other experiences as well. But a lot came out. And of course, at that time, I was getting more interested in psychology. It wasn't something I had studied, but I had always been interested in that and how our relationships bring up past wounds and unresolved issues that we may think are or have been resolved, but are still there. So, and I remember thinking that my partner just had to read my mind. And at the time I wasn't thinking, oh, how ridiculous is that, that I'm expecting him to read my mind. I just didn't know myself and my needs enough that I continued to get frustrated because I almost wanted him to determine them for me, if that makes sense. I thought, well, he should just know how I feel. Yet I didn't even know how I felt. I, for so long, I was looking externally for, I don't want to say advice, but thoughts on what was normal, thoughts on how I should feel in a relationship. And I remember thinking, okay, I don't even know if this need makes sense. I don't know if this is what I want. What do other people want? And I would just like research and look into and be like, is this normal? <laughs> like my feel about my feelings, of course. And I couldn't even understand what my needs were. I'm, hope I'm hoping this makes sense because I know I'm being a little vague. So I will give some examples. But an example is thinking, oh, it won't bother me if my partner doesn't text me back or that won't bother me. I know they love me. Like that's what I thought before I was with my partner because I know rationally that's how I feel. Like, okay, not responding right away does not mean that he doesn't love me. And this was also like, to be very honest, at a point where I hadn't really worked through my anxiety, I wasn't aware of my OCD and it was really affecting me in ways that I didn't know because I hadn't worked through it. So not having the knowledge or having received help at that time, I didn't even understand what my feelings were. So I was just feeling crazy all the time because of my own intrusive thoughts and not having dealt with that with a professional. And so that on top of it didn't help. But I remember thinking 
this is actually really bothering me and I'm actually starting to feel really anxious about maybe not getting a text back or, or for example, if he was busy to just let me know that he'd be busy and he would easily do that if I let him know, but I didn't communicate that or I thought, oh, I have to be the chill, cool girl. I don't have any needs. And so instead of being honest, I put up an image of, of course, in many ways I was truthful to him and I'm hope I know he fell in love with me for me, but of course there are other parts of myself that I hid out of fear because I hadn't shown that to anyone and I didn't even know what that looked like. I had never experienced that specifically, so I didn't know what it was like to get really anxious about my partner not responding or feeling jealous at times and not knowing how to communicate that and feeling guilt and shame for it as opposed to acknowledging that those are normal emotions and feelings and it's about how I handle it and how I'm able to explore what those mean to me, what that brings up for me and see them as messengers. And of course, when it comes to OCD and intrusive thoughts that I know, not all thoughts are messengers, they're just there and that's a whole other story. So it's not me saying that all thoughts are facts because that's not true at all, but I have been seen and saw my emotions as messengers specifically. And I thought, I don't wanna express this because I wanna be that chill, cool girl who doesn't, I didn't think to myself, oh, the chill, cool, cool girl doesn't have needs. I just thought, oh, she wouldn't be bothered by that. The chill, cool girl wouldn't need to express that. That kind of made her jealous or upset or anxious or that she actually wants you to let her know when you're busy. And so I realized that because I did that and I never communicated my needs and I almost put up a front of who I wanted him to see me as, I built some resentment at that time because I thought, well, Deep down, I thought, well, shouldn't he know to do that? And I know that sounds like twisted when I think about it. Like, why would I expect him to read my mind when I said something different? But at the time, I didn't didn't know any better. I really didn't even realize. It wasn't like I thought, oh, I'm getting angry at him now because he can't read my mind. That's not what I thought. I would genuinely try to convince myself that I didn't have those needs and that my needs look different and that I was okay with X, Y, and Z. When that wasn't the truth. And so I was putting that message out there and I was trying to portray that message when in reality, I felt a different way and I was was experiencing that inner conflict because I was almost forcing myself to feel a different way when I didn't feel that way. And it was inauthentic and so that created a lot of conflict and stress and more anxiety and more anger towards situations that didn't require it necessarily. And when I look back and think about that version of me, I feel sad for her that she didn't know how to express those needs. And at times I like betrayed myself because I was like, okay, I'm okay with this. Or sure, I'm I'm totally fine if you don't want to go to this place or eat this or, or I'm fine watching this movie or whatever it may be. Something as simple as that. But when that adds up, at least for me, it was very damaging to my own self-esteem. And once again, this is nothing to do with my partner because he's always been so understanding, but it was my own thing of not having the tools and knowledge and ability to communicate my needs because I didn't even know what they were or what it looked like for so long without realizing. I thought that I was being super authentic to myself, but really 
the decisions I would make or what I thought were my needs were really what I had been taught or what I should do or what I should ask for to be loved or accepted or or liked by others. And so being in a relationship really challenged that part of me. And it really made me look within and think, okay, I can either live my life with this partner and not check in with myself and then all of a sudden have a lot of anger or not just toward my partner, but toward myself especially about not being honest about how I feel, about my needs, about expressing my feelings or just wanting to avoid conflict. Even if the conflict was healthy and even if we were able to talk about it, I still feared it because I didn't know that that was possible. And I also thought, is it worth it? I mean, over time, I've realized it is, of course. And for so long, I would have rather just agreed with whatever was said to make things easier. And and I remember once I really started to go to therapy and reflect on those patterns and understand myself more and have more psychoeducation around my own mental health struggles, it really helped me put into perspective a lot of those feelings and thoughts and patterns and behaviors that I had in my relationship for a while. But it still was very confusing because then I thought, well, now what? And not just about my relationship, about me as a person. Now what? Now I'm basically starting from scratch. It's not like everything I knew was, you know, disappeared or anything. But I still thought, okay, now I really need to reflect on who I want to be in this relationship, in my life, in my career, as a friend, as a family member, as a daughter, whatever it may be. And no matter what, that was going to affect my relationship because I was then going to challenge what we had normalized, what we had created pattern-wise, whatever it may be, in our dynamic. And even if at the end of the day, it was good for us and it made things more real and it made our relationship even stronger, it was hard to, no matter what, challenge something that has been going on for a while and that has worked. And it made me have many moments with myself, with my partner of figuring out, okay, so I actually don't feel this way or I'm not okay with this or I wish I said something different or this is actually important to me. Challenging that and recreating new patterns, re rediscovering your needs and having new boundaries can be really stressful as exciting as it can be it can also just in all honesty be stressful and create conflict at times and of course challenging any dynamic can create tension and so it did for a while as i continue to explore what my needs are who i am and i still am i mean i will forever be exploring my needs. My partner will be exploring his needs. Our boundaries will change and we'll continue to communicate that with each other. So so I want to make it clear that it is a lifelong journey. It's not like one day, at least for me, it's not like I woke up one day and was like, okay, these are my new needs and boundaries in the relationship and that's it. And it will be like that forever. Maybe some will stay the same, but over time they may change. And for me, I know they have and it's and it's really been about communicating them. But I just wanted to be real and say, you know, even though my partner is so supportive of me and and we obviously love and care about each other and our well-being, it can still be hurtful for both of us if our boundaries change 
or things that we didn't realize were important to us or not important to us change. And that's because we're human. I allow myself to feel hurt if, for example, he has a boundary or expresses something that he doesn't like or he needs, for example, space at a certain moment, whatever it may be, because he knows himself and is listening to himself the same way I'm really trying to listen to myself and understand my needs. No matter what, we're human and we have the right to feel hurt or confused about a boundary or about things like that. And so for me specifically, because I can only speak for myself, it really has been helpful to embrace those feelings and to not feel shame for them. Because in the same way that I may have new boundaries to share with my partner, like, you know what, this was fine with me three years ago, but I actually realized I'm not okay with it. Or something that I thought I didn't like a few years ago, I actually embrace now, whatever it may be, whatever that looks like. And I also accept that for my partner. And of course, when things have been a specific way for so long, it's going to feel weird when it changes, but that doesn't mean it's wrong or it's bad. And so I've really been embracing all parts of working on myself and how that affects not just me and my choices, but all my relationships and especially my romantic relationship, especially, you know, he's going to be my husband. We live together. I'm with him all the time. The way I show up in the world is going to affect others, of course. And so I realize that as I explore my needs and understand myself, I feel responsible to, of course, with whatever I'm comfortable with, share that with my partner and with whoever I feel safe sharing that with, especially if it affects them. And so that just came up for me this Valentine's Day as a recovering people pleaser who has been learning a lot more about myself and trying to understand myself. I so often fall back into my old ways. It's just the truth. And my partner keeps me in check. He reminds me that I don't need to agree to something I don't want to agree with, or I don't need to do X, Y, and Z just because I did it before. And it's really refreshing. And I, I love that about him. It really, he's the opposite of me in that way. <laughs> not Definitely not a people pleaser in that way. So it helps to have that balance for sure. It's just so hard for me to, you know, set boundaries <laughs> or to be honest about my needs. Like, you know, that in, Ryan, in the notebook when Ryan Gosling is asking Rachel McAdams, he's like, what do you want? What do you want? <laughs> me and my partner always joke about that because literally there would be times where like he would want to know what I want and like create a safe space for me to share it. But I just didn't know. I'm like, I literally don't know. <laughs> like, who am I? I don't know. So I'm a work in progress and I embrace that. And I also embrace that relationships are lifelong and we're continuously changing. Like I tell my partner, like we are not the same people we were when we first met. And I love that. And we're continuously going to grow and change in different ways. And I just really hope I can stay authentic to myself through this journey, journey that is life. <laughs> as much as I love my partner and can't wait to spend the rest of my life with him, I also realize that the relationship I have with myself is the most sacred one. I see it that way because if I don't have a good relationship with myself and I can't work on myself and speak to myself kindly, then how am I going to show up for others and be there for my partner? So those are just some thoughts that have come up around Valentine's Day. <laughs> Once again, I wanted to just see where this episode went. Let the episode flow, see 
where my thoughts were headed. And I'd love to know if this resonated with you at all. If you were able to take something away as maybe a fellow recovering people pleaser, listener with, with an anxious attachment, or maybe you've experienced relationship OCD or anxiety, I really always appreciate when you reach out. So thank you in advance. And once again, you can find me at Trust and Thrive on Instagram and TikTok. And you can also leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. And I just found out that you can apparently rate podcasts now on Spotify. Maybe it's been for a while. I just did not know. So if you listen on Spotify and would like to leave a star rating, I would really, really appreciate it. So thank you again for listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. You take care of yourself and we will be back with a new episode next Thrive Thursday.